Welcome to We View Yasha. We're going to talk about episode 37, The Man Who Fell in Love with Kagome. Man in air quotes, because he is a wolf demon. Right, Lindsay? <laughs> I guess technically. Seems like he's built like a man, though. <laughs> he really does. And we found out this episode that he has a tail. We were speculating that it was probably a belt. But in that short little flashback of the dogs remembering what Koga looks like, <laughs> the tail moves. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> Although uh, now I'm second-guessing that, because could it be they're remembering what Shippo smells like, and that's Shippo moving under the belt tail. I don't know. Let's... let's uh... <laughs> I think his tail moves a little bit. I, I mean, think... I think it kind of looks like a tail. But I'm still not 100% sure it's really a tail. I but don't it, think we'll ever find out. <laughs> Got to get those shorts off of him to really find out. He is a <laughs> wolf demon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get the appeal, I will say. I understand. It's just we, we can't forget that one big thing he did <laughs> when he was introduced in the show. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> killed a village full of bad people who abused young girls they couldn't have all been bad (laughs) (laughs) well then they were friends or married to the people who had abused young girls oh fine fair call dogs got it they were looking the other way (laughs) silence is consent (laughs) hashtag it but uh, let, uh, before we get in uh, to it, let's uh, recap something from the previous episode that um, you may have forgotten about already when we talked about off mic, the uh, voice work of the Japanese voice of Koga. You had convinced me that his Japanese voice actor is not as good as the, uh, the, um, the dub version, the English version. And I'll still agree to that, although I will say in this episode, I didn't notice how bad the Japanese was. So now I'm thinking he's only bad when he has to announce himself, the bravado. When he's doing the low whisper thing, he sounds pretty good. Yeah. And when he's hurt at the end of the episode, he doesn't sound bad. Because when he was... um... Yeah, when he was fighting the birds and he was up on the cliff and he was shouting down to Inuyasha, he kind of sounded whiny again. Yep. But sometimes, like, listening to Inuyasha in Japanese took me a while to get used to it. I'm sure it was the same with Koga. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I just, I'll get used to it, and then that'll that'll be Koga. But I just do, I do remember his English voice very well. Yeah, he is well-suited to that Wolverine kind of voice. Yeah, (laughs) wolves and (laughs) Wolverines. (laughs) 
Now, the other thing this voice actor did was he, we said we voiced, he voiced a Sonic the Hedgehog character, specifically the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, the weekday morning cartoon that I didn't watch too much of. Uh, someone did not capitalize the H. Yeah. So, so like we were both like, who's Machopper? <laughs> and then we looked it up. It's uh, Mac Hopper. And he's an Australian stereotype of a kangaroo that I guess is hypnotized by Robotnik. We didn't watch the episode. We just watched clips. It was yeah. unclear. Not, not the best voice work, I guess. It was but, distinct from his other work. Yes. And about 10 years before he did Wolverine on X-Men, X-Men Evolution. Evolution. Perhaps he got better. Perhaps he had more to work with. Either way, he seems to found a real niche in <laughs> voicing uh, uh, part dog people. <laughs> I just wanted to take care of that real quick. So let's talk about the episode. So Kagome is still in the wolf den. And she gives us a little recap about how she and Shippo are going to be eaten if she doesn't help them. And she's very worried about Shippo. But as she looks for him, um, suddenly Koga's standing next to her. And it tells her in a very forceful voice, stand up. I, I interpreted this as uh, Shippo trying to embody the... Yeah, you could still tell it was Shippo's voice. Yeah, of course. But he was trying so hard. And you could see his big fluffy tail. Yep. Like right off the bat. We're going to walk right out of here, Kagome. But I, I have to say Shippo did a good job. In these next two episodes, his Shippo formance is going to skyrocket. Yeah. he is trying so hard it's better than that mushroom trick yeah. he's he's kind of useful <laughs> <laughs> he can be useful so he grabs her by the arm and is like we're just just don't talk just walk out let's go but of course they're like koga where are you taking that woman it's like she can't breathe in here it's, it smells gross uh she praises his acting ability i don't know him saying it smells like wolves in here is probably their first clue that like but we are wolves sir <laughs> I think um, the subtitles that I watched he said animals oh it smells like animals in like here animals. still a little weird and uh, his I would think everyone goes oh that's her problem <laughs> yeah it's like what do you care so much for Flimsy excuse followed by they're going to get his two uh, normal uh, seniors to accompany him outside. But surprise, surprise, uh, they've already gone out with Koga. That guy who says that, he should really know something's up then. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, no, they went out hunting with Koga. Koga. <laughs> well, who's that then? And then those cute little wolves. <laughs> Where's this guy going? Yeah, they start smelling his tail, which looks a little different than Koga's normal tail because it's Shippo in disguise. The tail's a dead giveaway. Yes. <laughs> when he turns into the pink ball thing, is his tail still visible? I don't think so. I think only when he transforms into other people. All right, well, that's going to take his Shippo formants down because like, he really needs to take care of that tail thing. I think whenever he's Kagome, he's got a tail yeah. and... I think it's just with people. When those dogs find out pretty quickly that it's not Koga, they bite him on the tail, which turns him into <laughs> Shippo. so cute. 
And there's like the wolves like going like, huh? And then like the little thought bubbles of, no, this is Koga's tail. And then they're like, ow. <laughs> and then they, they make a break for it. Outside yes. of the, um, uh, she grabs a spear at this point, I think. Yes. And they run to the cliff where they're cornered by all of the, the wolf pack people. Where she asks Shippo, uh, you can fly, right? I say, I don't think I could carry you, though. And then she just flings him <laughs> off the side of the cliff. Uh, one of the, f- the two times he gets flung somewhere in these two episodes. <laughs> For different, very different reasons. <laughs> and one of the wolf people throws a chain at him. Did, was there a spike on the end of that chain? Or? I think I think it was a weapon similar to Kohaku. Yeah, I didn't see a hook at the end, but maybe it was like a spear chain. Yeah. Thing. And uh, yeah, it's good Kagome. thing Kagome grabbed that spear. Yep, good for her. She blocks it, and uh, Shippo's able to turn into his pink ball and fly away. And they're going to eat Kagome for this transgression, and that guy makes the mistake of saying it right out loud because then a pig falls on him. <laughs> Koga's here. So what I tell you about that? But he admires her um, her loyalty, her forcefulness. And, uh, I guess she did it all for her friend. Because uh, I think he said, like, you did all this to save your friend? I've decided. <laughs> You're my woman. <laughs> <laughs> Which Kagome, I'm surprised uh, the way they were building up to this that she's not more on board with it because she was kind of like, hey, he's not so bad, this, this, and this, but she doesn't like the hard hand so much, I guess, because he's just, all right, you're my woman now, no, 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 and I think this is where she slaps him, right? Yes. Um... Does he like try and put his hand on her shoulder or something? And mm-hmm. like he grabs her and <laughs> and then she slaps him, and everyone's just like frozen. They're like, "Oh my god, she hit Koga!" Mm-hmm. And this is what I think Koga appreciates that she's not some little waif who's just going to submit, but he's like, "Hey, he likes she's a got challenge." Fire. This guy. <laughs> And then, um, oh, and then he goes, don't tell me you're with someone else, that mutt face. <laughs> he like, calls him, uh, the part of the dub that I did watch, is like, in you, it's smell you Yasha or something like that. <laughs> Stink you Yasha. <laughs> they turn it into a funny gag because like, that's not his name, it's Inu Yasha. He has a great name and he's really nice. <laughs> and he always protects me. Yeah, she pulls the same game that she did when she was with the Thunder Brothers. That Although I I think she feels it a little more this time because then she goes, wait, you know, she's in love with Kikyo. Yeah. So I think she does, it's not just a, a way to get out of a desperate situation, but I think she means it a little more. Yeah. These two episodes are really restarting the whole will they, won't they thing and her realizing that eh, the feelings aren't gone. Damn it. So, um, Koga was like, oh, okay, can't win your heart while you're in love with him. I'll just kill him. Then you'll be in love with me. In his infinite wisdom, he decides, all right, I'll just kill the other guy. And then we're good, right? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> oh, Koga. <laughs> 
so Kagome accidentally kind of puts a hit on Inuyasha. <laughs> oh. She had to know that Koga wasn't going to, A, respect Inuyasha's property, and B, react any other way. He's gets what he wants. I mean, he's kind of taking no for an answer at the moment. It's kind of like, oh, okay, I'm going to kill him. Then you'll be my woman. He's got a weird sense of honor, but I don't, yeah. I don't think yeah. he takes no for an answer. Because as we learned yeah. from Moroku later, who respects ladies' consent, he is jealous of Koga's ability to not do that. <laughs> oh my goodness. And didn't we find out... I can't out... wait till we get to... <laughs> we found um, out off mic that uh, Moroku was supposed to be 18 years old. Yes. <laughs> I would have penned him as 22, at least. Oh, Yeah. Seems pretty experienced for eighteen because Kagome's only fifteen. Oh yeah, I forget that too. I guess the clock's ticking with Moroku, so he really has to get moving. <laughs> and let's yeah, not think about it. <laughs> okay. So do we go cut back to Inuyasha and company? Yeah, they're they've just uh, killed all of the birds of paradise that were surrounding them, and I, oh, I love that. I love this bit that they're they've lost the trail, so they have to start doing guesswork, and their guesswork is completely off. And yes. Roku's guess is like, oh, these are allies of the wolf people because there's no bones around. Yeah. but I love how Inuyasha's um, fighting and Sango's fighting, and Maruku's just kind of sitting there with his like head in his hands, just kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, Viroku, hello, thanks for helping. He really doesn't help if he, unless he really needs to. Because later, it's like, uh, wind tunnel might be his only trick. I don't know, he hits things with his staff sometimes. His staff can, like, sever arms and stuff, so. I guess Moroku's pretty good, he just saves it. Oh, he can run as fast as Inuyasha. That's true. And he and knows he how to ride a bike. kind of being lazy. Yeah. But he just looks so funny sitting on that rock, just like, mm-hmm. well, there's this big old fight. <laughs> Takes a lot to consider uh, that maybe these birds of paradise working with the wolf, and uh, if Inuyasha were to get captured by one on purpose, they would then get taken to the nest where they could all fight there. Yeah, where that's where the wolf demons are, that's where Kagome is. Yep. And uh, Inuyasha says, great plan. And he also says something like, we'll rescue Kagome and then we'll live happily ever after. Yeah. I don't know if he was being sarcastic or... Because they still got a lot of jewel shards to collect. Seems like he said it without thinking. That may have been a fourth wall break. That, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then we could be together forever. Got it. Let's go. <laughs> Climbs right up on a little rock and he's just standing there and a bird comes by and scoops him up. Mm-hmm. And then after it grabs him, Inuyasha's like, wait, why do I have to be captured? Why aren't you doing this, Moroku? It's your stupid plan. Moroku very wisely says, oh, you're hardier than me. You could... I mean, yeah. If anybody can take being eaten by a bird of paradise, it's Inuyasha <laughs> and not anybody else. As he yells, uh, Shippo comes by and sees that Inuyasha's been captured and blames himself. <laughs> they just float by. 
I leave for five minutes. <laughs> Ship was like, why isn't he actually captured by a bird? Yeah. When he catches up with Moroku and Sango, they fill him in on the plan where he says, no, you idiots. They're the mortal enemies. <laughs> Wolf Den's back that way. <laughs> Moroku goes, oh, and looks down and says, I should have looked over this ridge because that's where all the bones are. Like, okay, you hear that, Inuyasha? It's <laughs> like, I'm so mad. I'm not mad at the wolves. I'm not mad at the birds. I'm mad at you. And uh, Sango is just kind of along for the ride on all of this, where she's not mad at Moroku for getting it wrong. She's just like, all right, we're changing direction. <laughs> Gonna go rescue Kagome. <laughs> so he knocks the bird, falls in the bones, and bids <laughs> Moroku to fight him. And Sango's gonna be like, you gonna go down there and fight him? Like, no, 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 no. Later. We need to rescue Kagami. Yeah, so they're off. This band of barely functioning heroes. But uh, the wolf pack has now staked out the Birds of Paradise nest. They're ready for a big battle. And they're looking around. And uh, the plan is, I guess. Everybody else is going to take care of the normal birds of paradise, and Koga and Kagome are going to go up and look for the big one that has the jewel shard. So once the other the flock notices that they're there, the fight begins, and Koga just grabs her, hops up the mountain, and she sees the jewel shard. He fights a, a couple birds pretty easily, just like, rah, while he's carrying Kagome yeah. in one arm. These birds, birds do not seem that threatening. Because the wolves can take care of them. I, well, we see a body of them later, or a pile of bodies later that uh, perhaps indicates that they're tougher than we think. Yeah, they get up to the mountain, and she says it's like in the mountain. And as they get up there, <laughs> giant. Two, what the hell was he doing? Like just, in a mountain? Yeah, it's like in Indiana Jones Four when all those. Uh, uh, natives are hiding in the oh. walls, just waiting for people to come what across. What have they been there for? Are they yeah. hungry? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it—that's where its nest is, and it actually gets in through the top. But then Koga is like right there, so that it just bursts out and ruins its home. Yeah. That was a retaining wall. <laughs> it starts attacking, and it's two brothers on the side of one bird of paradise. I yeah. don't really understand these creatures. Yeah, they're they're odd. But it is like one giant like bird body with like two half people monsters yeah. on top. Like are they separate entities? Is one are they like motorcycles that the blue people are riding in? Or is it I don't know. Or is it just like having extra I mean, I organs in were... their legs? They were, yeah, I have no idea and was how it awkward? those work. <laughs> was it awkward when the two brothers fused? When they got the the shard? It's like, we'd be more powerful together, brother. Would we? <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter because uh, Kagome sees that the shard is in its mouth, so Koga has to go right for that. And after some taunting, he drops Kagome back down on the ground where protect her I'm gonna go fight this guy mm-hmm. and they start calling her sister because in their minds they're already married yeah like sister she's like sister me 
I'm like, yeah, you're Coco's living. She goes, no, I'm not. <laughs> Whatever you say, sister. <laughs> and then she proves him right by being very protective of one of them as it is carried off by the bird of paradise. And I was so excited to see her pick up a bow and arrow again. I was like, yes, Kagome, unleash your power. Good thing one of the wolf demons dropped it. Yeah, I guess good thing it was there. I don't recall any of them having bows and arrows, but... She really needs to get her own. Like, talk to Lady uh, Kaede. Uh, mm-hmm. Can we just make one that I can carry around all the time? <laughs> she had one for a bit, it seems like. And then maybe when she was captured one of the many times, she just dropped it. Yeah, she did. It was earlier when she was still learning, I think. She had it mm-hmm. that she kind of carried around. And then she happened to find that one at the, when uh, Inuyasha was fighting Sashomaru. Yeah. Did and she then... find it... Um... With uh, Kohaku's suffering, no, Sango's suffering and Kohaku's life when they went to Naraku's ghost castle. Was that oh, hers yeah. that she shot at him? She, or? Had that, she had it then too. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it just comes and goes as it's convenient. Well, maybe they lost it when they were in the giant uh, demon pot mountain thing. And they were exploded out of the top of it. Yeah. Oh, didn't Kikyo pick it up? Oh, yeah. And said you're in the and way. And shot the arrow from it. Because I think she used Kagome's bow. Ah. And, and showed her how it was done. And yeah, I okay. guess since then she hasn't had it. All right. Well, now she has one, I guess. Well, <laughs> no. At the end, she didn't really take it anywhere. There are only, like, what, three arrows? <laughs> this lady needs to take care of her stuff more. Anyway, she fire. It doesn't matter what bow she uses. Anyway, yeah, Shippo can be a bow. <laughs> oh yeah, he turns into like a little snail. We found another use for Shippo. <laughs> she just needs arrows. Uh, so she shoots it at the bird of paradise. Good thing she didn't accidentally hit uh, the other demon, which also would have been destroyed by the sacred arrow, and uh, saves him. Everybody's like, whoa. She's getting pretty good at these sacred arrows. Yep. She hits the things she aims at, which is good. Yep. <laughs> now, a uh, quick question. These arrows explode now. Uh, when Inuyasha was first hit with the arrow way back in episode one, it did not explode him. So this is a different sort of arrow that Kikyo used. Yeah, I think it was um, to bind him. So she didn't him completely. Not enough to kill him. Oh well. <laughs> we miss her. Maybe we she's do. coming back soon. Well, the next episode we get a lot of returns that I completely miss. <laughs> I go, oh, yay, everybody's back. It was like an old school episode. So let's see here. Uh, Inuyasha makes a kick-ass entrance at this point. Oh yeah, because then... A Another, gang of birds like yeah. comes to attack Kagome and the other two wolves. Mm-hmm. He goes, Kagome! <sighs> Slices him up with his tetsuya. And it was great that the expression on her face, like she was mad at him at first, but then, I was so scared! And hugs him. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah, it's sweet. And everybody's there, and uh, this is where Moroku uses his wind tunnel to... There's too many birds. I got this. Finally, wind tunnel. I'll stand behind me if you value your life. 
the yeah, this wolf pack is like, oh, we fucked with the wrong people. Koga. Koga's back, I guess. He's ended oh yeah, his... doesn't he smart off to Inuyasha a little bit? Yeah, they are arguing over Kagome. That's and... right. <laughs> Why is this your woman or something? And Inuyasha's enraged at the implication that uh, now Koga is going to steal that Kool Aid from him. So Koga goes up the mountain, and they <laughs> fight up the mountain. Oh, boys! Yeah, it's just like. Just like a toy, Inuyasha didn't want to play with. Now Koga does. Now Inuyasha's like, no, mine. It's really all Inuyasha's fault here. But like, okay, break up with Kikyo then. <laughs> Completely within Koga's right to try and go after that woman. Anyway, <laughs> Koga <laughs> is attacked by the bird of paradise. He gets his arm bitten, and he loses the shard in that arm. Yeah, he does kick. It's teeth in though. Yeah, this is pretty cool. But it he did did open up his arm, pretty bad, which was not gonna heal right away because there's no gel shard in it anymore. No, nope. only his legs are super powerful. And uh, Inuyasha's like, I got this. And he unleashes that wind scar finally, uh, without being interrupted, and takes care of that demon bird. And what it had to have two shards now. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it's shard and Koga's. Good. Uh, I'm going to try really hard to keep track of how many <laughs> shards they have now. <laughs> so that's, the battle's over. It's night all of a sudden. I guess it must have been dusk when they were fighting. And he comes down ready to, to be embraced by Kagome again, only to see that Kagome is taking care of uh, Koga instead. Oh, no, he was going to finish the wolf. Oh, uh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah course it's like let's finish this once and for all he had a bunch of wrong ideas in his mind and now <laughs> koga's like in kagome's lap yeah <laughs> he's like what <laughs> she's like he's in no shape to fight you can't do this now he tries he gets up to his feet and say hey, let's fight no yeah because you know boys yeah but the way kagome could have spun this was like it's not going to be a fair fight don't you want him at his fullest potential? It's like beating up a blind guy. It's not fun. <laughs> and he could have been like, I guess. I gotta let him go. I think she knows he's not all bad. No, she doesn't want them to kill each other. Yeah. He could be a most unlikely ally. Yeah, Kagome does the sit word, the binding word. Yay! Good to see that thing come back. <laughs> Which allows the wolf pack to get their master and they they scurry off into the night. Yeah, she tells them to go. Yep. Let's hurry. Get out of here. And the super fast sunrise happens where <laughs> maybe this whole fight should have been at night. Don't know. <laughs> maybe feudal Japan has like two suns. Maybe they were in the far <laughs> north. Um, <laughs> during the Aurora Borealis time. But then they collect the fragments, and she's told by the gang to just go comfort Inuyasha. He's feeling really bad. He did nothing but try to help you. Yeah, he really was worried for you. It's, it sucks that these two people have to be told that, that you know, you idiots <laughs> care for each other. <laughs> but, of course, an argument ensues where, <laughs> I can't believe you like that guy. He's awful. He's just like me. <laughs> 
Well, at first it was, she was like, hey, thank you for coming to save me. And he's all just brushing up, like, yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And then I think she did say, hey, Koga doesn't mean anything to me. I don't like him like that. And so then he was like, well, fine, whatever. Yeah, he tries to play it cool, but then directly asks her, so what happened in that waterfall? What exactly went on? Which Kagome takes. uh, It doesn't take it well, we'll say. Yeah, she doesn't like the implications that she is that kind of girl. Mm -hmm. And he says something like, I never want to see you again. Alright. Sango. Let me borrow Kilala for a second. What, you gonna go back to Koga? I'm going home! And then she yells, idiot. Awesomely. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, Kagome can be scary. Yep. And Inuyasha tries to pretend he's not scared, but of course he uh, was very frightened. He of was like anger. on the ground. <laughs> He doesn't like making ladies angry, this Inuyasha. Yet. But the most exciting thing of this episode, Kagome finally goes home. Yes. Uh, Cut to closing credits. Oh, these two. This was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. And I'm warming up to Koga. Now that he's... uh, He does exhibit a personality beyond just what a normal demon or a a demon boss does yeah he's you know kind of like um the rail tracer yep he's got a code of honor that makes sense to him i mean not quite makes sense to other people but you know he's not just a Sashomaru, I guess, would kill a lot of people without thinking although he did just save a little girl see yeah that's the key that I think Sushomaru has a code of honor as well that uh, people getting in his way are the ones that die, but he doesn't just kill. Um, just uh, for the fun of it. Yeah. So it sets him apart from the Thunder Brothers or like a Lady Centipede or what have you. Or Yura. of the demon hair. Who she would... only killed if she liked her hair. Yeah, but she liked a lot of hair, it seemed like. <laughs> she would also puppet you. <laughs> No. Or Naraku. Naraku has no code of honor, it seems like. Yeah. Maybe he'll... And the other aspect, of course, is being able to love somebody or at least show affection for somebody, and that's what Koga's doing now. Uh, Yura never did that. Mm, True. And I think it's good for Inuyasha. I don't know. He'll appreciate Kigome a little more. I mean, it's like... You don't know how much you like some someone until someone else wants them, and then it was like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's true. I, I he's it, be reminded of the possibility that Kagome is not just going to be fawning over him forever. Yes, she's not going to be torturing herself over like, when are you going to get over uh, Kiki? Yeah, Inuyasha's not her only option. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a little good for Inuyasha to have a, a rival. Yeah. Okay, and Maroka's just sitting there like, hello, I'm right here. More <laughs> uh, Maroka next episode. Yeah, that's true. We learned uh, <laughs> ooh, quite a bit about that guy. <laughs> All right, I guess that's a good place to end it. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I liked this episode a whole lot. Top contender, I'd say. 
good solid end to a good three-part arc and we're gonna technically like four i mean it kind of goes into the next episode oh a little yeah but koga's not around so i just consider this like a a fallout of dealing with all the stuff that happened Uh, yeah his and sashomaru is kind of overlapped mm -hmm. so it was nice yeah it was a nice transition it makes you feel like the show uh it makes you feel like you're in safe hands uh, that people who know how to tell a story are telling you a story uh, without <laughs> making it up as they go along uh, unlike uh, some movies that we saw recently uh, that uh, we've mentioned far too many times <laughs> I'm speaking of course of Justice League anyway thanks for listening listener <laughs> Inuyasha Lindsay Lindsay